You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day, pod lovers, podcasters, podlings, and welcome to Behind the Podcast, the podcast that opens the studio doors and takes a peek behind the microphone to tell you, the listener, the producer, the creator, the aficionado, what's happening in the podverse. I'm Jules, and with me, as always, is Stocks. Hello. On this week's show, Baby Shark is taking another bite. The genius of Smartless. Internet recap has dethroned Rogan. Some choice words for AI. Dumb money dries up. And lemonade rises from the TikTok ashes. All right, Stocks, welcome back for another week. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm all right. I'm good. Yeah. Fresh, a little hazy. Fresh, are we? Fresh, fresh, fresh. I may have bought some, um, how do you say? Accoutrement? Yeah, gummy-related uh, contraband back from my trip to the US. Uh, yep. And I may have partaken in some last night uh-huh. and head's still in a cloud. Okay, great. Yeah, well, yeah. we could be the Cloudy Head Brothers today because I'm still also recovering from having a baby a couple of weeks ago. Um, so sleep has been an absolute premium, but not common in our house as well. Cool. Yeah, so I'm simulating baby brain in solidarity with you and Linz. I love that. I love that feeling, mate. Well, speaking of baby brain, I am two children in now. The first is at the age where she's coming home and and making requests to the DJ, uh, the primary one that she wants to hear every single day of the year, every single minute of the day is Baby Shark. Any parents out there over the past 10 years or whatever will definitely know this song. So uh, Baby Shark, original YouTube video, 12.6 billion views? Yeah, it's incredible. Are you contributing to this? uh, Look, not the YouTube count, but certainly the Spotify one. It's it's incredible how much of an earworm this thing is and how much it takes a hold of children. Um, I don't know what secret messaging is within it, but I'm terrified of it. Right. So this is a beautiful segue to open up. You are the king of the segue. Mm-hmm. So Pingfong, which is the South Korean entertainment studio behind Baby Shark, uh, owns the IP, came up with it, has just made its first foray into podcasting. And they didn't just put their toes in. They've gone boots and all in yeah. with a slate of original shows available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. Yep. Like, what? You don't hear what? too much of that, do you? No. So it's, what, eight podcasts available in English and Korean on two different Apple Podcast channels. The English channel caters to the global audience, duh, and features three podcasts, including the best Ping Fong Baby Sharks kids story. So eat that behind Bluey. We yeah. come at you with eight <laughs> podcasts, right? And then there's more Baby Shark stuff. So the Baby Shark musical story and then the exclusive Ping Fong Baby Shark book adventure. And then the Korean language version channel has five podcasts. Bit of science here created by early childhood education experts. So there's some science here. It feels like almost a, I mean, it feels like these guys are playing like it's like TikTok versus Meta. Like these guys are playing on another level. Yep, totally. I think, you know, Bluey is probably a bit more organic and I don't know, soulful or maybe that's just the Patriot and me. Uh, Our Bluey. Our Bluey, yeah, yeah, that's right. But this sort of, you know, it it reminds me a bit of old Peppa Pig and it was just something that's created by marketing experts. They know exactly what levers to pull. They know what colors to use. They know what tone to use that's really going to attract children and and hook them to listen to this uh, show or, or watch this show. So... Yeah, I mean, it's scary. I think I will probably be trying to not bring this up around the house too much, although mm. Margot 
two years old now nearly. He's probably not at the age where she's listening to this podcast, so we might be able to get away with it. Yeah, this is interesting. So the business model is what really, I mean, the headline was Holy Shit Baby Shark Podcast. Mm-hmm. But this the second bit is interesting as well. So it's exclusive to Apple, which yeah. we've got to get into. But uh, just to set it up... Pingfong following similar thing to what Wondery has done with their kids offering, which is an audio subscription where you pay two ninety nine per month. Um, this is all uh, reported by the Hollywood Reporter, by the way, by Jay Clara Chan. So all these figures are US dollars. So two ninety nine a month, you get exclusive access to the fairy tale focused book adventure show, as well as early access to episodes and weekly bonus content. Um, so you're going to be paying for this if yep. you do it. But for me, this is interesting in Apple. Going exclusive in Apple in a country which basically is – it's the home of Samsung. Mm. I mean, I've been to South Korea. There's suburbs and there's major subway stations which are Samsung East or Samsung yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like Samsung is That's right. the prevailing brand of South Korea. And um, it, it turns up in their sort of phone consumption as well. In, in South Korea, I, iOS phone, Apple phones are 31% of – all phones, Android sitting at 68. In Australia, that's a 58% yeah, iOS penetration. Isn't it? So they've gone to Apple, and this is a massive coup for such a big Korean company to go, we're going exclusively on Apple. We're not going near Android. We're not going near Spotify. Um, so this is a massive coup for Apple. Absolutely it is. I mean, it's really quite a, a strategic play as well. If you think about hooking kids early onto your product it's like you know the dolomites account that we all used to have when we were kids with commonwealth bank like this is something that you could get a lifelong uh user of your product if they do it right and i think certainly getting the addiction early is is the right albeit evil way to go yes (laughs) i mean is this a strategy is this apple strategy against you know with spotify has been acquiring podcasts yeah so they've been basically buying them in whereas apple's been really pushing the subscription thing but if you get the subscription we did a subscription on spotify and apple for the inside the tribe and i think it was about 50x uh pick up higher on apple than on spotify and for me that's the stickiness of the Double tap, yep. face scan, you're yep. in. It's yep. done. Um, as, as opposed to the clunkiness of Spotify. You if you're leave. on Apple, you've got to leave the app. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, but they you're getting someone like uh, Pingfong who's going, oh, we're coming over here, we're going exclusive. And then Apple's actually getting revenue off them doing it. They're clipping 30% of that yeah. $2.99. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Anyone who has uh, Disney Plus, I mean, you know, that's got to be one of the ones that's most commonly used by parents and it just allows the kids to jump on and watch whatever Pixar movie, yada, yada, yada. I mean, it's just so popular and it's basically something that a lot of adults might not have gotten otherwise. This is pre-Star Wars stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, having this little subscription for for child-minding services is a lot of these things end up being for short moments of time while you have to do other things. You've only got two hands and two feet and, you know, <laughs> maybe more kids than you, there are parents. Look, I think a lot of people will be paying for this and certainly within that demographic, I think, yeah, it's going to be quite popular. So do you think Pingfong needs to throw in a sort of the occasional Mandalorian-style podcast to just – to make warrant. It, to warrant. Justify yeah, it completely. Make that's it, right. Make it frictionless. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. Good idea. Love it. Well, I know what I'm getting. Uh, I know what I'm getting you guys for Christmas. <laughs> a subscription no. to Pingfong. <laughs> Another big story that's literally just come out only a couple of hours ago um, or the day before when you listen to this. <laughs> uh, so... Max has greenlit the Smartless docuseries. And this is Max as in the artist formerly known as HBO Max? Yeah, that's right. So they seem to have gone down a bit of a a rebrand route, just making this more appealing for the families. Um, 
But yeah, they've dropped a, a trailer for the six-part series, Smartless, on the road. It's going behind the scenes of the smash hit and very well-funded Stocks podcast hosted by Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, and Sean Hayes. This is pretty funny stuff. This show... It's a good show. It's a good show. But when it first came out, it just sort of seemed like, all right, this is going to be another, you know, celebrity interview thing. It had a bit of a good gimmick in that, you know, a couple of the people knew who the guest was, the others didn't. Um, and they would bring on this de- guest, present the guest, and then they would have this, you know, ad hoc conversation. Obviously, the people are generally on there promoting whatever they've got going, but it's a nice little kind of spin on those interview type uh, shows. Yeah, if you want to jump in on Smartless, I recommend the Daniel Ricardo episode. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a good one. Is that a recent one? one? Yeah, no, I'd say it's over a year old. Okay. It's when he actually drove a car. Yep. <laughs> um, but it's a very good one to come in, and particularly if you're Aussie. Yeah. It's a nice nice way to jump in and also just remember how why Danny Rick was the star of Netflix, Drive to Survive. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been an incredibly successful show, and it's obviously been picked up and, and given tons and tons of money. But now, this is just amazing. I mean, you've got these comic greats, on the show so I think it's going to be fantastic this docuseries mm. um, but it's just so funny just to think about you know podcasts from their origins this thing that anyone can pick up and do it's like you know low budget when you think about you know the, we've the, inverted the origin. we've inverted the pyramid exactly so. now we've got this huge high budget docuseries happening from HBO which is going to be tracking you know the behind the scenes of a podcast I mean it's amazing to say you know if you think about the way that this has infiltrated the media that's a perfect example of how it's done sir it's funny it's all almost a no-brainer when you sit back in hindsight and go of course this was going to become a tv show yeah it's just it's a logical progression for these incredibly talented massive tv stars absolutely on the flip side i'm surprised this has ended up at hbo max because wondery which is amazon yeah p- picked up this show as an exclusive last year yeah so why isn't this on amazon prime yeah i mean uh, they must have had wondering something... what, what the fuck is going on at amazon totally like, it's just they, they seem to not be running this sort of vertical stack that yeah. you think they'd be running of this wandering into amazon into yeah it's perfect opportunity to do so or you know the the hollywood greats have got some incredible contracts which just limit that you know contract to the specific yeah, podcast more and, and allow them to do whatever they want but with the, bateman, the do, bateman who's created ozark mm-hmm. he's uh, he's netflix so yeah it's a yeah just a i guess a diaspora of what's going on yeah i think look really excited to see this show as you said three fantastic stars are going to be on this thing It'll be interesting to see how it evolves and if it becomes something of a companion to their actual show and a kind of meta text toward that's going to support that. Plenty of opportunity here. I think anything with these three guys is going to be hilarious. So it's definitely worth a watch at the very least for the first initial offering of six part series. Great. Whack it on. We'll be done in an evening. Yeah, this is exciting for podcasting. Um, this is a pathway that people like Cameron James and Alexi Toliopoulos are trying to tread uh, going from investigative podcast or sort of just podcasting into they've gone into YouTube now they're going to TV so this is exciting for anyone who's in this podcasting space to see this pathway come in Um, I'm all for it and I hope this is a massive success Joe Rogan there I said it Yeah, another one of these names that you sort of have to mention from time to time whenever you're talking about podcasts. Oh, this, this is interesting. So in the UK, Joe Rogan's de- been dethroned as Spotify's top podcast again for another week. How's this interesting? This happens from time to time. This happened with Meghan Markle's new podcast came out. This happens um, – like Spotify says that their charts are basically – Live, real time. This is what's happening in yep. real time. It's yep. not from today. It's not from yesterday. It's from right now. I call BS on that. We've just seen it a few times where we've had shows go to the top 
um, over the top of Rogan. Humble brag. Absolutely. (laughs) But there's definitely some sort of acceleration element to this where new podcasts do get favoured. We've had a sports podcast go over the top of other ones. And I've got both sets of numbers. And you're going, this is not actually outperforming those other ones. This is BS. So there's definitely some sort of chicanery to it that does push new shows up, which is fine. Apple's does, but they don't claim that it doesn't. That's right. Interesting though, uh, it's a YouTuber. So the podcast that's gone through the top is This Week on the Internet or TWOTI and it's hosted by YouTuber. Uh, It's Will Nee. I don't know. It's W-I-L-L capital N capital E. Um, Old Gen X me going... (laughs) <laughs> can't actually get it so sorry I've already mispronounced that he launched the podcast as an on again off again weekly internet recap video a few years ago but it's just started taking off recently and now he's at the top and he's not the only YouTuber in the top 10 there's also shows from the fellas and the bomb squad that have also gone in the top 10 UK Spotify so this is YouTube coming big time yeah like these are YouTubers coming through which is it's fascinating to see it's what we've been talking about but this is it coming on strong and people watching this stuff on Spotify yeah I think that sort of style of show which is you know the recap style obviously is very popular in sports it's very popular in, in TV shows I think this is the logical progression obviously this thing has gained huge popularity and it's because of the amount of people on the internet well don't worry again it's, it's pretty great idea I think just sort of looking over what's been happening on the internet that week all of that sort of subculture stuff that they can touch on certainly you know they know everything about YouTube, probably Twitch, all that sort of space. Yeah, I think this one probably won't be going away anywhere and it might lead to some really great deals for these guys from YouTube. Mm. Well, let's look back in a couple of weeks and see where it's sitting in the charts just to see if we can confirm my conspiracy theories. All right, let's nerd out a little bit. Uh, An article by Boone Ashworth in Wired magazine. You know, Wired tends to do these sort of not breaking news but more bit of a deeper dive. Yeah. Uh, Boone wrote an article, AI can clone your favorite podcast host's voice. So Boone goes through a couple things. That, well, one one app that we've spoken about before, which is the Descript app, which is uh, one we talked about that you can, it does a transcript and you can edit the words, even yep. though it's a video editing thing. So I can take all the ums and ahs out, but also has a feature called Overdub and you can get the computer to correct small mispronunciations. So it sort of goes through that. And then there's a new app called Podcastle, which is an AI voice cloning tool, um, it, and it's, they've called it Revoice is the actual tool, and it, it can create a digital simulacrum of a human host, which I guess is a simulation, but just a it's cool a way of saying <laughs> it. And basically, uh, it's a way for producers to create any aspect of an audio production from ad reads to voiceovers to audiobooks to that scale just by typing in the words they want the virtual version of a voice to say. Um, this is interesting, yeah, terrifying. I mean, just to tell you how it does, and then we should break it down. It's, po- it's basically it requires users to read off a script of around seventy phrases, selected to capture a variety of mouth movements and phonemies. I guess we're getting into li- real linguistic sort of stuff. Um, the process takes thirty to forty-five minutes, depending on how particular you are about getting your intonations right. Now, the first thing I thought of with this is something like um, a sports game like FIFA or NBA uh-huh. 2K or something like that going, this is fantastic. Yeah. You just the Whoever does the VO just goes in the booth for 45 minutes and we've got unlimited fucking commentary, which has always been a bane of some of these games. Just that they start getting the same commentary over and over and over again. That's right. So I, I love that. But then 
you look the other way and go, this is terrifying. Yeah. I mean, God, from the audiobook point of view, it's incredible as well. If, if you've written a book, if you're a celebrity who's done your biography or whatever and someone's expecting you to come in and, and read through your whole book for three weeks or however long it takes, or you can come in for... 45 know, minutes? 45 climb. minutes and do 70 words. I think I know which option I'm going to be taking. Absolutely. Your voice is something that's developed over 10,000 years of evolution. So there's imperfections in your rhythm, inflection, etc. So they're trying to catch up. But they, Eleven Labs reckons that this um, model can manipulate the tone and pacing for the resulting audio to approximate a more human inflection. Um, but it's more realistic, but also can be a bit chaotic. So they do go into, Boone goes into this article and actually simulates on a few of these different apps so it's worth yeah. going in there's a link in the bio go and have a look and listen to what these things are actually doing yeah because a lot of these kind of uh robot voices historically you know you're only going to get that single monotone thing throughout the whole way and if you're going to have something like this where you, it just records you you miss that dyna- dynamism mm. you miss the mispronunciations <laughs> as i've just done then you miss a lot of those sort of things that do make the human voice now if this can start to replicate that and do it well i mean geez it's going to be used in positive and negative ways for sure yeah so boone flags the security concerns so there's good reasons you want to hide your voice for the sake of security and privacy because your voice can be used to authenticate your identity. Machines can determine identifying factors like your age, ethnicity, gender, and economic status just by listening to you speak. Yeah, amazing. Stop rounding your vowels, Jules, and giving away <laughs> your uh, bougie private school education. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that's a concern, right? Yeah, it's a concern, stocks. But look, anyone who wants to take the time to clone uh, yours and my voice, I think, one, you should probably find better use for your time. Totally. But also just messages. We're happy to read out the bunch of words now if that's all it takes. Only 70 words over a few minutes. We can do that. We can set up the a right cameo. Price. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, look, I mean, I think all of these little things, like there's some things, obviously, which would be great. Little sort of mispronunciations around people's names and things like that. I'd love a little tool that could do that and jump in and give us the correct pronunciation of those things. Totally. I mean, I bumbled Alexi's name again today. But imagine something like uh, calling a rugby union game now with all the Polynesian names. Yeah. Papali'i. Yeah, actually uh, doing it correctly. Yeah, that would be be funny. Lovely for a lot of people. Yes. All right, we've got a a piece from Vanity Fair, The Dumb Money Is Gone From Podcasting. Uh, This is quite an attention-grabbing headline for sure. Yes, yes. I'm sure there's plenty of dumb money still in podcasting yeah. or dumb people. I think, look, the, the sort of big point um, that, that they make in the article over the past few years has obviously been a huge amount of money being spent in podcasting and just kind of throwing money at it and seeing what works. Yeah, land grabs without concern of business model. Yeah, that's right. So people greenlighting and, and uh, producing six to ten part narrative series and then realizing that's an incredibly uh, difficult thing to do if you don't have a major show to use as a launching pad. So all of these things, you know, people are dumping a ton of money in, but then actually getting the exposure for the show can be very difficult. Mm. Um, and, you know, you end up, what, half a million dollars in the hole maybe if you've really gone all out there and, and a, on a show that no one's going to listen to. Yeah, Luminary would be a good example. They signed you know, a big splash, signed the Leonard Dunhams of the world and yeah. had a subscription model and it's like, no, no thank you. Yeah. So good on the people who got the talent fees for the early days, but yeah. Yeah. It's general sort of news that's what's, ha- what's happening in the tech industry. A lot of free money um, went around over the past you know, five years or so. Interest rates were really low. This enabled people just to take out huge loans basically for the cost of nothing and subsidize these ideas, really push uh, in a way that they wouldn't have done otherwise to try and get users and, and followers and what have you. Now, things have changed. Obviously, in the markets, interest rates are higher. A lot of the, the chicken 
chickens are coming home to roost in this regard. And I think you know you're seeing the effects of that. A lot of a lot of companies are tightening the belt. A lot of companies are going under. But those that are actually you know operating their business as well, they've got a good cash flow. They're building solid foundations. I think they're going to be able to weather this storm quite well and come out the back on the other side. You know, in a really strong place, and particularly as technology continues to get better in in the podcasting space. There's going to be a lot more opportunity around analytics, um, showing attribution. So this is going to become more and more appetizing for advertisers, really, and, and, a, and, a, and a medium that they know that they can get some great results on and they can show the results and where they've come from. So, yeah, this is a time if you are sort of, you know, in this space, it's a time where you can really kind of build great foundations for the future. I agree. We've got another one that's that's just come in uh, recently reported by Axios. It's about TikTok's sister brand, Lemonade, um, which has been just really gathering huge momentum in the state. So, so this is a ByteDance. This is a ByteDance product, a new mobile app from the, the parent company, ByteDance specifically. Um, look, it's interesting in that all of this pressure that's happening around TikTok at the moment – yeah, it's being banned by a bunch of countries and their government departments. The US is looking like it's going to be a general ban at some stage soon. So they've got this new product coming out called Lemonade, which is you know maybe just sliding in and, and gaining users. So one will go, the other one will rise. I don't know. So how is this different to TikTok? So the app, which caters to what they're saying, a Gen Z audience, is featuring a mix of TikTok-like videos and Instagram-like photos. Right. So this is like original Instagram, a bit of that, where it's taking artsy photos and sharing it with your friends? A little bit, hey. And and they have mentioned that it, it's sort of, you know, touching on a few Pinterest-style things as well. So they are going down this artsy route a little, more, a little bit more. But it includes a customized for you feed, which features personalized recommendations as well as a following feed that shows you posts from accounts and users you choose to follow. So it's probably got the same algorithm, AI algorithm, just powering the shit out of this. Exactly right. I mean, it would be very strange for them to develop that beast and then not try to deploy it in other locations. But yeah, I think early adopters of Lemonade will find that there's lots of content that is being elevated. Um, The health and beauty, right? The health and beauty. I mean, all of these things, big sort of photos, great, you know, all those videos that are on TikTok about beauty routines, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you know, they know exactly what's going to work. They're just framing it in a different way. Right. So they're going for the sort of teenage girl thing. I think market so. they've gone for that audience and it sounds like then they're not only using the TikTok algorithm they're going for the thick thought um, <laughs> content which has made TikTok quite popular yeah okay you know this is just more of a general announcement on a, on a huge piece of tech because we had been talking a lot about you know what TikTok's going to be doing in podcasting and therefore into music and those sorts of things so while it was looking like it was about to really launch off, it's obviously hit a bit of a roadblock with it, you know, potential bans and things. Now, is this going to be then shifted across to Lemonade and, and be another channel that's going to be used within that? And, you know, if you're following creators and things like that, well, yeah, I mean, it seems like a pretty easy thing to merge into it. It's interesting because TikTok banned in India yeah. for a while now, but their music app, which is basically what's going to become the, the basis for the podcast slash music mm-hmm. rollout around the world, has, is huge in India. Is that right? Yeah, and it's it's kind of like, I guess it's these politicians. Well, I don't know who's legislating this, but they're not actually able to see it's the same company. Yeah. It's the same bloody thing. Yeah. Um, you're just not actually, you're just legislating the headline, which is TikTok, the brand, not ByteDance, the company. Absolutely, yeah. TikTok <laughs> is very much the one that they're all afraid of. And yeah, no doubt Lemonade has completely gone under the, under the radar. Keep an eye on that. 
All right. I have a recommendation for this week. Let's hear it. Stocks? Yes. The recommendation comes from Sam, who's the head of our video studio. Mm -hmm. It is The Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling. Now, that's polarizing subject matter. This podcast is seven apps in. It's pretty much run its course. Um, it's cl- it's clearly stoked controversy by all the long think pieces written in places like the Washington Post yeah. or the Guardian or Emma Watson. Correct, or- correct. Now, the podcast is quite dense. It's well produced. It could definitely do with a tighter edit. Mm-hmm. But um, the host is uh, Megan Phelps Roper, who you may know. Yes, that name popped out to me straight away, and I was trying to remember where I where I knew that name from. People who are fans of Louis Theroux might recognize that name from uh, The Most Hated Family in America, that that uh, documentary he did on the Westboro Baptist Church. So she was one of the kids in the original one who had been indoctrinated into this church, being there at the funerals of, of service people, et cetera, et cetera, abusing them, all of this really you know horrible stuff. She then got out of the family and, and basically was just completely black, blackballed by the family. She started to kind of have online dialogues with people and, and really open her, her, her worldview up. And, and, you know, it resulted in her getting married to a, a Jewish guy, which was very against uh, type for a particular church. So great to see. And she's been doing a lot of public speaking and things about that transition. But this is a really interesting avenue for her. Yeah, and it's produced by the co- the company Free Press or The Free Press, which was formerly known as Common Sense. It's an American media company founded by Barry Weiss and Nellie Bowles. So you may know Common Sense or The Free Press from uh, they publish information about the Twitter files after Elon Musk provided Vice with access to records of Twitter's internal communications in December last year. So make that of what you will, um, but. What you're getting is a podcast where they get incredible access to Rolling. They interview her. Okay. Um, they yeah. interview her really under, at least from what I haven't heard the whole podcast. Yep. I'm only new into it. But they get incredible access talking to her about her backstory. And I'm sure then they come over the top with tell me about all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, but look, that's a production company and a host who are bringing a fair amount of personal. Yeah. Well, I don't want to say baggage, but a, a personal narrative to yeah, this a very podcast. specific worldview and, and a, a you know something a, a life lessons to draw from and, and kind of imbue upon uh, this show. Yeah, it's very well produced. It has that, but it has that sort of NPR slash I guess Leonard Dunham yeah. came up before maybe that sort of yeah. East Village yeah. Village Voice style of um, New York elitism to it uh-huh. as well. Yeah, it has that that tone to it. So if you like that style, you're in. If You'll you love don't it. like that style, maybe a one point two five, or just jog on. Yeah, okay. yeah, but I think it's worth a listen in terms of this has created a ton of controversy. It's very well produced, yeah. albeit a bit too long or dense. Yeah, I, look, I'm I'm into it, and it's very thought provoking. I'm really keen to see where it goes. Yeah, okay. Great. Well, I'll be giving this one a listen for sure. A lot of the recommendations that we make on this show, you know, sometimes it's hard to actually keep up with them ourselves. Uh, Lynn's and I have been listening to one that we talked about a few shows back, quite a few actually, um, called Wild Boys. So this is a sort of uh, kind of true crime-ish sort of investigation. Oh, this was this was the winner of the Andy for Best Podcast. That's right. Yeah. So we're, we're plotting our way through this in the, in the couple of minutes that we can find where we can. Really enjoying it. So again, another shout out to that one. Do do get around it. The, the host is fantastic. It's kind of interesting the way that this thing unfolds and, and you know, talking about fanaticism and all these kind of things that people get hooked around. So maybe maybe 
of a kind with this uh, The Witch Trials. How far into it are you, by the way? I have got about three episodes left, so we've done about eight or so. So oh, we're wow. yeah, actually talking to the the brothers um, who are you know who the show's about. That that's such a fun podcast. Brilliant. Oh, you've done it as well? I haven't got that far as you. But ah. Yeah, I, I've got in, I think, five eps when I was traveling. Yeah, well, don't give up. It's worth it's worth seeing through. All right, so that's us for the week. Thank you, Stocks, for hosting us. Always a pleasure, mate. And thank you, Mandy, for producing and Ruby for running the socials. Don't forget, if you do want to check out any of the shows that we've talked about in this uh, podcast, you can jump into the show notes. We have all the links there. Uh, longtime listener Aaron reached out recently and asked how he could find the shows. Well, just go the show more on the show and you'll be able to click through to whatever ones we're talking about there. So enjoy your listening and we'll chat to you next week. Ooh.